This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The New Zealand Rugby League continues to bubble along as they try and find now a replacement coach after Michael Maguire resigned, officially resigned. Tony Kemp is on the line. We've been chatting about this, Kempy, but now it's starting to really gather some momentum here because the question around Michael Maguire is, was he pushed or did he leave off his own bat? What's your take? Well, yeah, good morning, Matt. Um, look, I don't think he was pushed. I, I think it was made quite clear this morning that he was given... A, um, I guess a, a scenario um, which, which on one side was all about the Kiwis being the pinnacle um, of New Zealand Rugby League and, and someone there that was willing to work with the New Zealand Rugby League to achieve their goals and uh, which, which meant that they had to be fully committed or the other one was uh, the New South Wales job and I think it's pretty black and white that Michael Maguire decided that New South Wales was the, the job that he wanted and not the Kiwi job. So to me, I don't think there, there is any um, more debate about what uh, Madge Maguire has wanted to do. Uh, he's made it quite clear that he wanted to try and do both of them. But when you've got an organisation, and I don't wrap up the New Zealand Rugby League that often, but in this case, I've got to, I've got to agree with him. The, the job um, to coach that black jersey is a full-time position and, it, and there's more to it than, than just being the coach of a New Zealand team. And, and they have every right to say, we want someone who's fully committed. The, the decision for me was, Madge Maguire had to decide between New South Wales and the Kiwis, and he, pick, he picked New South Wales. Is it the question of being fully committed, Kempi, or is it the question of having a job that has an Australian pathway attached to it? Well, I think that... that in itself is the problem. Um, when you're using New Zealand through a sort of lens that I'm looking at, which becomes an Australian pathway, then the black jersey doesn't, it loses, it loses its prestige because you're really only um, using that, that position to further your career into Australian pathways. Here's the fundamental, I'll tell you the fundamental problem um, with the rules. And, and this has never been about Mesh Maguire. Okay, but, but what happened with the decision to coach New South Wales and try and coach the Kiwis threw up a, a severe conflict of interest. And here's, and here's the conflict. So you have a Kiwi kid that wants to play Origin, okay, and can play for New Zealand. And you've got a Kiwi coach that then has to decide does he play for New South Wales or the Kiwis. Now, if you're sitting in the New South Wales position, of course you want him to play Origin, yeah? That means that rules him out of the Kiwi side. But 
He can play for Australia. He can play for Tonga, Samoa, the Cook Islands, or so on. And from us in New Zealand, um, the, the rules in and around eligibility, which are a little bit of a joke, actually don't help Madge Maguire when he says he wants to do both because it, it actually puts a heavy conflict of, um, of interest on his decision um, helping players decide to play for New Zealand. We heard from Greg Peters, who was on your show this morning, and I played that a little bit earlier, Tony, to my audience there, and he spoke about um, Michael Maguire's position in this and also um, around the ultimatum, even though he said to you guys it wasn't an ultimatum, but he did discuss where the groundswell also came from, from the player group, and you and I discussed this the other week. So there's a mix of current and former players here. Who, who led the charge here to say... There's a conflict of interest. Who led the charge to say that Michael Maguire shouldn't be the guy if he's going to go coach in New South Wales? Well, if you listen to Greg Peters, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of that um, leading the charge was directed at me because I've got a voice in the media. All right? I'm, I'm, an, I'm an ex-coach, I'm an ex-player for New Zealand, um, and I was heavily against Michael Maguire doing both the jobs, purposely because of the conflict of interest. So the reason I asked, um, can you name the senior group of players, because I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he hadn't spoken to me, so get that one off your plate. But you've got to understand how the New Zealand Rugby League operate. All right. So, so a player, an ex-player like Tawada Neko sat on their board, so... You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say he was probably one of them. You've got Hugh McGahn, um, who's a selector, so you're probably he's probably another one of them. Even though he didn't name them, uh, Howie Tarmody, who's the chairman, who played for the Kiwis and coached for the Kiwis, is another one. Uh, Frankie Endicott, you know, so you've got all of these people, ex-players, that sit inside the organisation, which the NZRL would have utilised when making this decision and around... Um, what was the best thing moving forward as far as a Kiwi coach goes. So did they get a bunch of players led by Tony Kemp to, to go in there and, and shake their toys and throw them out of the cot and saying this is not on? Absolutely not. Um, this was not about Madge Maguire in the context that um, Madge Maguire is the right bloke for the job. This is about the Kiwi job being the pinnacle and to have that person sitting in that role. And we can talk about what the coach would do in New Zealand and so forth because our game is severely broken. But to have someone who uses New Zealand as a, as a stepping stone for New South Wales, Queensland and Australia, but then has our kids choose origin, which leads into your Australian pathways, should answer everyone's question. New Zealand shouldn't be in that, in that position where their New Zealand coach is pathwaying all of the best young Kiwi talent into Australian jerseys or origin jerseys. What about current players? Did current players want Michael Maguire to continue coaching them? I mean, he led them to a 30 0 win over Australia. Oh, oh. He won 12 out of 18 games. Were they questioned? Mate, Graham, Graham, Lowe, Graham Lowe beat him 18 0 at, at Carlow Park. Stephen Kearney beat them in the World Cup grand final. Blue McLennan beat him 24 0 up in England. You know, you're clutching at straws when you're using the 30 0. Like the Kiwis have been doing that for years. Um, so, uh, again, the current um, um, crop of players, of course they want him to, to coach. Because players are mercenaries, mate. They're never going to go against the coach. They're also going to say, no, sack the coach when it's not going well. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and blow wind up your backside. Um, of course he's got a group of players that would say, yes, we want him to stay. But this is, this is not about the current landscape. This is about the future of New Zealand Rugby League and correcting a little issue, all right, which, which is formulated in front of their eyes and played out to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Of course we want the best coach, all right, which is part of their, their policy. And if you read Greg Peters' policy, the policy is to hire the best coach. Well, guess what? You have to add words to that policy, which says you have to um, be the best coach to coach New Zealand through World Cups and not through New South Wales, Queensland or Australia. Mm. Uh, so who can do a better job? Who's the candidate? Who, who can take over from Michael Maguire? Well, that's, that's, that's the job that the New Zealand Rugby League have to do. And, and you know, I can't, I can't tell you who that person would be, but they need, to, they need to run a structure. And we've seen it happen many times before with our Kiwi jersey. All right. there's, there's two things at play here, Matt. One is that our talent, and we've seen this 20 years ago, was, going, was starting to be on level par with Australia. Australia changed the eligibility rules around origin so that they could get Pacifica players, because that's what your origin is now. It's actually a country of origin, not a state of origin. And therefore, you have these rules where a Kiwi kid now can play origin, like Caelan Ponga, and then play in an Australian jersey, whereas the structures to coach and keep them in this black jersey can look anything like Stephen Kearney, um, could it look anything like what Bluey McLennan did, what Graham Lowe did, um, and pretty much give the guys who have limited opportunities in this country, because we only have one coach coaching first grade in NRL, but a number underneath them, the opportunity to use New Zealand as a stepping stone into the NRL. And um, it's, it's got nothing... <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if they choose, let's say, and people are talking about Stacey Jones and Nathan Kalis, I'm dead set positive around them, putting a structure around them with the same players, because one thing that doesn't change is the talent that goes down on the football field. All right, so it's more a, it's more a system issue, a fundamental problem issue in your eye than, than a coaching management slash personnel issue, which is going to be a watch this space on who who comes in next. Just in clubland, Kempi, um, Kurt Capewell looks as though he's going to end up at the Warriors. And Adam Fanua Blake is out there in the shop front window. Is that going to be a bit of a dis- well? First of all, your thoughts on Capewell and the Adam Fanua Blake situation. Is there any chance that's a distraction for the next twelve months when we're going to see him just being courted left, right, and centre? Oh, look, I think I think so. I think he's already, you know, that's playing out, isn't it, Matt? In the in the press um, with Adam looking to go back to Sydney, move back to Sydney, and you've got. Capewell being being um, seen with Webby uh, in Australia. Look, you've got an ageing roster at the Warriors. You're definitely losing your number seven next year. Toru Harris is on his last legs. Adam Fanua Blake's leaving. Um, you know, I, I think it's more around trying to trying to stabilise side of Toru Harris decides to retire at the end of the year as well with, um, with Capewell. Um, but you know, with with Adam Fanua Blake, I know we need some middle blokes, but. You know, Sean Johnson's leaving. I think I think that money around Adam Fanua Blake, if you've seen some movement, will be around the halves, or the, or or trying to do what every other club is doing and and, and get pe- people out of their contract with two years to go. Um, and I'm guessing probably a marquee halfback. Yeah. All right. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Well, there's a fair bit going on in your backyard. Appreciate your time. Yeah. No worries, mate. Any time. Bye bye.
Tony Kemp joining us there. 0457 736 736. Let me know your thoughts. 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. So there's the explanation. That's the explanation behind it all. The fundamental problems in the system means that there won't be a coach who's got his foot in a New South Wales camp and a foot in a New Zealand camp. And that's the simple explanation from, you heard it right there, from Tony Kemp. Former coach, former player, and then who takes over next? And can they do the job? Well, that's going to be wait. We're going to have to wait and see the answer to that. Was there an ultimatum? Well, if you heard from Greg Peters and listened to that this morning, I'd say, yeah, there was. And the whole pathway stuff and fully committed stuff, it's all a mix of the above. But they just don't want somebody coaching New South Wales and New Zealand, it seems like. It seems like on face value. Who knows in the wild world of sport, the wild world of sport, that is. We're back after this break.